Beyond the Mic with Sean Dillon. We're joined on the star line by the director of Amazon Books Editorial, Sarah Gilman. She's going to break down the top 20 books of 2020. Welcome. Thanks for having me. Let's go beyond the mic. Sarah, you get to read books every day. Books, 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 books. What makes a book decent, good, or great enough to get onto this list? Well, I guess I should back up first and say that Amazon has a list of books editors, and our job is to read and curate books for customers on Amazon. So we are, as you said, reading books. We normally don't read, sadly, we normally don't read them during the day. I wish that I could say that I read all day. That would be amazing. But um, most of it is done after work time. And we are reading books. We're scouring basically all the books that come out in a month to curate best books of the month list. And then that list goes into our best books of the year list. And so we announce the top 100 books. Um, and then the top 20 is the one that a lot of people focus on. And then we have top picks in basically every category you could ever imagine. Sci-fi, children's books in all different ages, cooking food and wine. Um, so it's really an, an extensive project and list. And it's, you know, I, I hate to say it's unscientific because that minimizes the list, but it's based on taste. It's not based on sales. So these are not the best-selling books of the year. These are the books that resonated the most with our team. And we felt like we wanted to shine a light on for readers. And we're looking at books that cross genres, that that stuck with us, um, that sort of haunted us long after we read them. And so that's really how we come up with our, the list of the top 10. Now, how many books do you read at a time? Do you read a chapter of this, chapter of this? Oh, gosh. You know, you've got 15 different books starting. Your family's like, just finish one of them. Uh, I do read a lot at one time, which is actually not how I like to read. I'm someone that likes to read at most two books at a time. Um, and I also am not someone who likes to stop reading a book, even if I don't like it. Um, I'm the same way with television shows. And when I started working with this team, someone said, you're going to have to give that up. Like, if you don't like a book, you just need to stop reading it because there are too many books for us to read to read a book that we don't like. And because I don't like a book doesn't mean that my teammate won't. Um, but right now, gosh, I'm reading. Um, <laughs> it's like slightly embarrassing to say. Um, I'm actually not reading so many right now. I read over this past you know, holiday weekend, probably about, I finished about five books. And I was in various places in all of them. I read two particular books, like one each night. Um, so it just kind of depends. I'm reading books right now that are publishing uh, early next year. And then I'm, I'm just starting a book um, that's out right now about how to talk to your children about money, but also gifting, sort of like how not, how not to have a spoiled child. It's called The Opposite of Spoiled, Raising Kids Who Are Grounded, Generous, and Smart About Money. And as I'm seeing all of these packages from Amazon and other places come to my front door, thinking like, oh my gosh, what are my kids going to think when they get a million presents from not just us, but all of our family members that aren't going to see them this year and might be making up with for that with presents and toys. Um, but yes, I do read a lot of books at once. You've worked for Random House as a PR manager. What makes being part of the book selling side so different than the book promoting side? Well, I get to read uh more broadly now, um, because before I, I worked at Knopf, um, and so I was primarily reading our books, although of course I was reading other big books that were, that were being published. And I find that 
I personally think that it's really helpful to have the book publicity background because I'm used to talking about books in a way that hopefully sells them. So pitching them to media and trying to relate to what I think readers or, you know, listeners of a program would be interested in. And now I use that to basically speak directly to customers and to help them, you know, translate what can be very literary or not descriptive, um, you know, detailed descriptions of a book into something that resonates with them. Um, One example, it's actually a book that's in our top 20, is this book, Pretty Things by Janelle Brown. And this is a book that I really resisted reading because, I, I mean, I'm I'm just like every other reader. I didn't like the jacket art on this book. Um, I It didn't interest me. And I read in the description that it was about a grifter. And there's something about the word grifter that I was like, eh, not for me. And then my colleagues were raving about it. And hearing people that I trust talk about how much they love this book made me read it. And it is one of my absolute favorite books of the year. But I didn't, I, I'm fine saying I didn't like the package that it came in. And so I didn't initially pick it up. But it was really my teammates selling it and talking about how much they loved it and passing it from person to person that made me want to read it. Now let's break down some of the top books. A Knock at Midnight, A Story of Hope, Justice and Freedom is the number one book. Why did it do so well? So this is a really, a truly amazing memoir by this woman, Brittany Barnett, who is a young lawyer, and she has dedicated her life to helping um, Black Americans that were given life life sentences through the war on drugs, helping them get pardoned and, and get, you know, fairer sentences than they were given during that time. And she's, she's actually the, um, the daughter of a drug addict um, and her mother was incarcerated. And so she sees the effects on families and on people firsthand and she humanizes this experience. And really, you know, it's easy to say like, Oh, this person dealt drugs. They should be in jail for life. But when you look at those sentences compared to someone like the golden state killer who was made popular in that book, not popular, but uh, made people were made aware of him from the book. I'll be gone in the dark. Uh, he was also given a life sentence for raping and murdering tons of people. And it just, you line these up together and it just doesn't seem fair. So it's a book, it's a memoir about her journey and her growth, but also it's educational. Um, it's about prison reform. Um, and it's really, it sounds, it might sound like a downer. It's actually quite uplifting. And she is an amazing human being. What's the best children's book that might be perfect for a gift this year? Well, so we have an overall children's list and then books in every category. So the overall best children's book of the year is a book called All Because You Matter by an author named Tammy Charles. And this is really for readers that are between the ages of six and eight. I think that a good children's book, you know, I wouldn't give a book for young adults to my four-year-old, but I would read this book to my four-year-old. This is basically a message to a young black boy about how his life matters. Um, it's beautifully illustrated and it's obviously an important message. So that's one of our best kids books of the year. Um, there's also um, the book that was the best kids book in the age category um, that my kids are in three to five is a book called what will you dream of tonight? And maybe because one of my kids is a terrible sleeper, I'm a huge fan of books that help them sleep. And this is all about, you know, a book to read as you put your kids to sleep. And again, beautifully illustrated. Um, and there's, you know, there are the serious, beautifully illustrated books. And then there are the wacky books, like Every Night is Pizza Night or um, Llama Takes on the Alpacalypse, like Apocalypse, but with alpacas. 
Um, yeah, I mean, there's really, there's some things for everyone. That sounds fun. It is fun. Yes, my kids love it. <laughs> so how does the battle royale of book selection to make this list happen? Do you get on a Zoom call? Do you fight it out? Or is there a process? Um, we are, I like to say our team is like a dysfunctional family. We all love each other, but we also are not afraid to knock down and fight. And we, we get very passionate about the books that we love. Um, this year in deciding our top 10, I will say that someone hung up the phone in anger and then later came around and was like, I'm sorry about that. Um, but we, yeah, I know it gets pretty contentious. Um, you know, we, we're very passionate about books that we love and, you know, we, it's almost, it becomes strategic in the top 10. Like if I have two books that I really love and I really want to be in the top 10, which one am I going to really go to bat for? Um, you know, I could say that the other one will be in 11 to 20, um, but top 10 is obviously very special. So um, we all have opinions, but we also, you know, we trust each other's expertise and each other's taste because just because I don't like a particular book doesn't mean that other readers won't like it. It's just my particular taste. For more information on the books featured on the best books of the year 2020 list, visit Amazon Book Review. Where can people find it? They can go to amazon.com backslash best books 2020. And that has all of our lists. They can also visit our blog, Amazon book review, which is amazon.com backslash Amazon book review. Sarah Gelman, director of Amazon book editorial. Thanks for taking the time to talk with us today. Thanks so much for having me. And that my friends is a beyond the mic shortcut. Shortcut.